Hey there, welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about my blogging system. I'm going to describe to you in detail how I create my blog from planning to recording to publishing to promotion. And then I want you to steal this entire workflow or cherry pick the parts that are going to apply best to you. And if you are one who doesn't really want to sit here and frantically take notes because you are doing other things, you're working out, you're driving, whatever that happens to be, not to fear, all of the things that I'm going to talk about today are documented inside my resource library, which you can access for exactly zero dollars. All I'm asking for is your email. And I will put the sign up link for that inside these show notes. So let's start off by talking tools. What kind of tools or apps or services are you going to need to blog? So let's talk about what you need and then I will tell you what I use. So the first thing is you need some sort of blogging platform. <laughs> that is really the, the one mandatory thing you need to be officially called a blog. So you need a blogging platform. You probably need some sort of graphics or stock photos. So you might, to go along with that, you might need some graphic editing software or something like that. You need a place to write your blog posts. And I and I know we just talked about blogging platform. You want to keep your blogging platform and the place where you're doing your writing separate. We'll go into why that is later. And then uh, you probably also need some sort of content calendar or task management program for tracking when things are getting published, when you have to write, because your published date like obviously that's very important, but depending on how complex your process is, just knowing the due date of when your blog has to be published is not good enough because there could be so many things that you have to do leading up to that, that you need um, like milestones or in-between due dates to make sure that everything else is done so that on the day it's supposed to be published, you are safe to go and you're not scrambling to get things done last minute. So let's talk specific tools. So at the moment, at the time of recording, I am, I am moving <laughs> my blog from one platform to another. So when I started my business and I started my blog, uh, I was using WordPress, which is probably what a lot of people are using. Uh, I, desi- I decided to redo my website. It was time for a website redesign by a professional. So I hired someone and uh, they recommended moving to Squarespace. So I did that and I really loved Squarespace. The blogging functionality on Squarespace is really amazing. It's not to say the functionality on WordPress isn't amazing. Back when I was using WordPress, back in the day, um, they didn't have 
all the fancy um, like drag and drop builders that they have now. <laughs> uh, you either wrote, it was just like really text-based or you had to know how to code to get things uh, looking the way you wanted to and tweaking them. So moving to Squarespace and it's drag and drop builder and just having things be a little bit easier, even though I did have the technical skills, I just, I really liked it. Um, it didn't take very long at all to get used to that more user-friendly functionality. So I stuck with Squarespace ever since. And now I'm moving because all of my other stuff is on Kajabi and, and I have just decided I don't want to I don't want to have just my blog over on Squarespace and all the rest of my website over on Kajabi. That's silly. <laughs> and then also it's an extra expense if I don't have to pay for a Squarespace because I'm already paying for Kajabi. So my blogging is going to be on Kajabi soon. Half of, say half of them, over half of them are already there. Um, but that's the platforms I'm using. Um, probably, I would say WordPress and Squarespace. When we talk about blogging platforms, technically, like WordPress was a blogging platform that is now a website platform that has blog functionality. Squarespace, again, was a website builder that just has blogging capabilities. Same with Kajabi. Um, those are kind of the main ones. If you are using some other website builder like Wix or Weebly, uh, things like that, they're going to have blog functionality. I don't know if that's part of the free plan or if you have to pay for that. Really, the only solo blogging platform left that probably a lot of people would be familiar with is Blogger, which is the Google blogging platform. But it is super, I have used it. I had one instance where I was involved in something where we were using it. I do not like it. <laughs> That's not to say you won't, but I didn't find it very user-friendly at all. Um, yeah, so <laughs> generally, whatever you're using for your website, is probably going to have blogging built into it. If you are, if you're saying, oh, well, I don't have a website, I'm going to blog, but I'm just going to put it on, put it in emails, or I'll write LinkedIn articles. That's okay. Um, a lot of, if you're doing it in emails, then that's more of a newsletter than a blog. And so not all of these steps I'm going to talk about are going to apply. Same with like if you're using LinkedIn articles, you'll be able to cherry pick bits and pieces, but it won't be the full kind of blogging system that I've developed. So that's your platform. Graphics, stock photos, and the tools that you need to edit them. So when it comes to editing graphics or editing photos, there are a bazillion options you could use. Um, if you just need simple photo editing, like there's gonna be something that's the default program on your computer. Your phone has basic photo editing built in. I don't care what kind of phone you have these days, it's got it on it. <laughs> 
if you need to get a little bit more fancy, um, like maybe, you know, putting boxes and shapes and your logo and words on the photos, then again, on your phone, go to the app store and just search for photo editor and you're going to find another bajillion options. If you're doing it on your desktop, the like the go-to is usually Canva unless you're unless you're editing savvy and you use Photoshop, then use Photoshop. Uh, I typically use Photoshop for some things where I need people to collaborate. Uh, then I use Canva because it's just easier for everyone involved. But if I'm just making stuff, typically I'll use Photoshop. And that's only because I was already familiar with Photoshop before I started my business. I didn't invest time and money into learning it for my business. I just, it was a skill I just happened to already have. <laughs> so I lucked out. That doesn't mean that you need to learn Photoshop, far from it. Um, so yeah, Canva, like I said, is the big one. Um, there's also uh, PicMonkey is still around. Uh, there's another one called Snappa, which I know is quite popular. So I won't spend too much time on these because there's lots and lots of options. So that's what you can use for editing. If you need to find photos, then there are lots of free stock photos out there if you know where to look. I'll actually link to a couple of blog posts I have that link to uh, stock photo sites. So I've kind of curated a collection for you. <laughs> uh, of course, you can always take your own photos. That is a good option as well. And if the free stock photos aren't what you're looking for, then you always have the option to pay for stock photos. So let's move on to documents. So remember how I said you need to separate out your blogging platform from where you're actually sitting and writing. So if you, if you have ever written blogs or web page content directly into something like WordPress or Squarespace, you may be able to relate with this. You write a bunch of stuff, you hit save, it crashes, it didn't save any of your stuff, it's gone because that was the only copy of it you had and you spent hours writing it. <laughs> so I learned that lesson pretty quick, <laughs> not to do that. I used to write the blog post just directly in my website, um, but I stopped that pretty quick and I just started using Google Docs. So I'll write everything in Google Docs and I'll edit in Google Docs and then it only goes onto the website when it's finalized and it's just getting ready to publish. And then it's a matter of copy and pasting things in. And yeah, it's just for sanity and security. And also if something ever happens and you accidentally delete something on your website or your website, you know, crashes, gets hacked, who knows what could happen. If you've got all that content in Google Drive, in Dropbox, on your hard drive, in Microsoft Docs, or whatever it is, at least it's not gone. You still have that copy. It doesn't matter if, oh, it's not formatted nicely, but you have it because three years from now, you won't even remember 
what blogs you read, like, trust me, <laughs> you will search your own website to find answers to questions because you know you wrote something, but you can't quite remember what it was. So keep that separate. It's like, it's basically like a backup of all your posts. Um, and then the content calendar or task management. So I've used a, a lot of task managers over the years. Uh, but the one thing that almost all of them had in common was that I created some area for a content calendar in them. Before I started doing that, I still had that stuff in a Google Sheet because again, I needed to have those in between due dates for, okay, I actually wrote the thing and then, oh, I have to make some graphics for the thing. So those two steps at minimum, you can't do those all last minute. <laughs> so I had to have some in-between due dates so that I could check things off so that they were all ready to go when it was time to upload and publish. So like I started out with Todoist, then I moved to Asana, and then I moved to Trello, and then I moved back to Asana, and then I moved back to Trello. <laughs> Then I moved to Plutio, then I moved back to Trello, and now I am using ClickUp. <laughs> so um, yeah, I still love Trello. It's just, I, I started to need some more functionality and that's why I moved to ClickUp. And so my content calendar, uh, actually my content calendar is my favorite thing in ClickUp. The way ClickUp works and the way I need things set up with my content calendar, they mesh really, really well. So I have, I have different lists. I have a folder called content calendar. This is all in ClickUp. And then in that folder, there's a list for each type of content I create. So of course, one of those lists is my blog. And then in that list, I have a task for each blog topic. Then if you go into that task, there's a whole bunch of subtasks and those are all those little things that I need to do to get the blog ready to publish. So that includes stuff like, just very quickly, um, so some research, because maybe I need to research a good title. Um, then I need to make some graphics. Then I need to write the damn thing. Um, and edit it. Then not only do I have to write the copy for the blog, I'm going to promote it. So I also try to write some copy that's a little bit unique for the email that's going to promote the new post and for when it goes out on social media platforms. So there's all those writing bits. And then of course, there's the, the actual publishing it on the website, that's its own thing. And then once it's on the website, then we can start actually promoting it. So then it's like, okay, now we wanna create the email and schedule it. And then we wanna create those social media posts and schedule them. Um, and I have a few other little special things like whether or not it needs to go into that resource library that I talked about at the top of this episode. Um, so yours is going to look 
different because maybe you're not sending emails. Maybe you're just posting on social media or vice versa. Maybe you're just sending emails and not doing social media, or maybe you're doing something else, or maybe you need to do things in a slightly different order, whatever you need to do. But here are the basic steps that I keep track of in my project management software. And so every single post gets all of those steps and some of them have the same due dates, but um, some of them don't obviously because I need more, more lead time to do them. So they're, they're their own little subtasks and altogether they get the thing ready to publish and promote. So if you're just, you know, doing that in your Google calendar, that's okay. It might get a, a little bit messy if you get more complex with your blog needs, but if it's just basic, um, find a stock photo, write the thing, and then publish it. Like if that's kind of just where you're at right now, then, you know, putting that on your Google calendar might just be the easiest option if you don't have any task management software. So let's start going into processes because I already touched on it a little bit while we were talking about ClickUp, but I wanna go more in depth into the processes because a system, a system isn't just a series of tools that you use. A system is how you use those tools and what steps you take, what order you use them in, and what are all the little individual details of how you accomplish those things. Now, I'm not gonna go super, super detailed and, and talk about like each tiny checklist item. We would be here for too long. Um, but I do want to dive into the process. So you can see, okay, here's the tools I use. Now, how do I use those tools? Because that's the thing that tends to be most helpful for people. So what does the process look like for every single blog? So first we have to plan. Now, I don't, I technically don't plan each time I do a blog. I have a monthly process where I sit down and go, okay, what do I wanna blog about for the upcoming month? So I sit down once a month and plan my topics. And that changes. Um, it's not set in stone. Things happen, things pop up, business changes, the world changes, <laughs> everything changes. So um, you have to allow yourself to be flexible and don't necessarily lock yourself into topics unless um, your topics are tied to calendar events or seasons or things like that. Like obviously, if you need to blog about something that's related to Christmas, then if something crazy happens in the world, well, you're not going to bump that post back a month and talk about Christmas at the end of January. Um, maybe you just need to shift the focus of the post, or maybe you just need to tell yourself, okay, this is next year's post. Like seriously, this is next year's post. I'm going to post something a little bit more timely and relevant. You know, you just, you have to be flexible. And here's, here's the thing. I know this might sound like a lot of work, but the more planning you do upfront and the more you have things, um, all the tasks laid out and you know what you're doing, it makes it so much easier to change. Like, seriously, I don't even know 
I can't stress this enough <laughs> that when you have that whole process streamlined and last minute you have to change. Yes, it's stressful, but it's so much easier to change last minute when you know all the tasks you have to do as opposed to when you're consistently like scrambling to write everything last minute and then you realize oh this is not the right topic like it's a recipe for disaster so I promise you plan ahead get organized and when you have to pivot quickly <laughs> change things quickly it's so much easier so monthly I do my planning then what I do so I've, I've actually done two things and I switch back and forth depending on my schedule. So sometimes, some parts of the year, sometimes of the year, uh, I sit down on a monthly basis. And so in that month, and that um, I'll pick a day, whatever day I'm most feeling it, honestly, I don't schedule a specific day. Um, I'll sit down and go, okay, I'm feeling like writing today. Today's a good writing day. So I'm going to look at the next blog posts that I have for the coming month and I'm going to write them all today and so sometimes I can do that sometimes my schedule doesn't allow for that and I need to space things out more and so like for example right now because it's a very busy time I can't do that okay I'm just going to spend all day writing this stuff so I have to spread it out so what I do is I sit down and I, I'll just write one blog post, but I have it scheduled like a month, at least a month. It, actually, it might even be longer than that. I would have to go look at my tasks. Um, my due date on writing the blog post is like five, four or five weeks ahead of when it's supposed to be published. So I'm still staying far ahead. It's just I'm spreading it out on a weekly basis. So you can write weekly if you want, um, or you can sit down and write monthly. It totally depends on your schedule, how much writing you have to do, how frequently you're going to publish. Uh, that totally depends on you. You have to figure out what works best for you in that circumstance. So then the rest of it is for sure, weekly. So I will go through and I will like kind of edit and polish up. If I'm, if I'm writing the blog post on a monthly basis, then the week before it goes out, I'll give it a second look just to edit and make sure nothing crazy has changed. Um, if I'm already writing it weekly, then I might not do that uh, if, it, if I don't think it needs it. Um, so I might do another, another quick edit. Then what also happens on a weekly basis? Graphics. Um, now graphics is something I used to do on a monthly basis when I was doing, if I wrote monthly or planned monthly, I'm like, oh, I already have my blog titles. I'll make all these graphics. What I found happened, now this, this might not happen to you, what I found is that sometimes I would go to do the edit on my post and I would realize that my blog title sucked and I needed to change it. 
And it was frustrating because I was like, oh shit, I already made all the graphics for this. And I make nine graphics per post. So to go through and change them all, kind of a pain in the ass, um, especially if it's been like, if I just made them the day before and now I'm changing them, it's not, it's not such a big deal. But if it was like, oh, I made these three weeks ago, shit, now I'm going to have to recreate them from scratch. So <laughs> I usually leave the graphics to be on a weekly basis, but I do batch all of them at the same time. So I make nine. Don't feel like you have to make nine. The reason why I make nine graphics is because the graphics are not only for the website, but they're also for social media promotion. So keep that in mind. If you um, are not doing a, a ton of social media or you're not putting your posts as evergreen posts, then you probably don't need a large variety of graphics. And in addition, I've got graphics of different sizes to account for different platform requirements. So don't sit there and go, oh, I need to make nine graphics. You might only need to make two at most, right? You do you. So the graphics are weekly. So once the stuff is written and we've got graphics, basically that means, like I'm simplifying a bit, but that means things can be published. So of course, putting them up on the website and you know scheduling them for for the correct time that I do that on a weekly basis just because um, that's just the habit I've gone into. So that shifts. If I am writing everything on a monthly basis, then the website part can be done on a monthly basis too. But uh, I've just gotten to the habit of doing that weekly. And all of the, the email goes out weekly for that. The social media gets uploaded weekly for that. And then I'm just checking my checklist to make sure I didn't miss anything. So the, the other thing I wanna note is, and I know people, they're like, how do you do so much every week? So here's the thing, I don't anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, I used to do all of this by myself. When I was doing it by myself, I probably didn't do as much. I certainly didn't do nine graphics. Um, and I probably, I didn't have the resource library where I put it and, you know, maybe some other things were simplified. I probably didn't do as much research into my subject lines and blog titles and things like that. But when I got to the point where I could hire people to help me with some of that stuff, then I kept adding more and more steps because there's just more people to do them. Some other people have better experience. And then there are certain things that I was like, oh, like researching the blog subject or the blog title, that was something I didn't used to do. But now that there's a few other steps that one of my team members is doing, I don't have to do it. It frees me up where it's like, oh, here's this thing I should be doing for SEO purposes. <laughs> Let's do it because now somebody else is doing these other things. So again, all of these steps might seem like a lot. Don't start with this many steps. Start with the bare minimum, 
because it's more important that you, let me give you an example. So say you just wrote a blog and it was just all text. You didn't put any fancy embeds or codes or anything in it. And you just found a nice stock photo and you didn't edit it at all. It was just a photo that went with your blog. And, and that's what your blog was. And you blog, let's, we'll just say every second week. So you put out about two a month. And because that's all you have to do every second week, you were able to stay consistent. Then as you streamline things, you get more used to doing things. The writing maybe becomes easier. Um, maybe you hire a VA to upload the stuff to your website for you. You have a little bit more time. And so that's when you start adding in some of these other complexities. Here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to look at my checklist and go, okay, I'm gonna blog every week. I'm gonna do all of these things on a monthly basis and a weekly basis. And here I go. And then maybe you make it two weeks in and then suddenly you get really busy. And then that week there's no blog. And then the week after that, you're trying to catch up. So there's no blog. And then the week after that, you forget you have a blog and on and on it goes. You see where I'm going with this? So it's better to start simple and be consistent because if people are seeing consistent content from you, that's far more valuable than putting out one piece of content with all the bells and whistles and then ghosting all of your um, followers and your audience. So don't, don't feel overwhelmed by all of the steps I'm talking about because I'm telling you where I'm at right now. This is not where I started. <laughs> it started out much more simplified. Uh, and in fact, probably the first time I blogged, did I even have a, an image to go with it? Um, yeah, I did, but it was super shitty image. <laughs> a super shitty image with some text attached to it. So where, where does that leave us right now? So how do you make your process? So how do you take everything that I've talked about today in terms of tech and my process and make your own blogging system? Uh, so you have to look at the tech. What do you have? that allows blogging. It's probably your website. Um, if you don't have a website, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, do you need some photos? They are easy to find. Um, write your blog posts in something else. Do you have Microsoft Word? Are you using Google Sheets? Do you have stuff in Dropbox? Whatever it is, write in that separate platform. And then, you know, find some task to do software or a calendar or something where you can keep track of your posts. So that's it. Um, all of those things, it's probably stuff that is either free or that you're already paying for. So it's probably not gonna be any additional expenses. Then your process. So like I said, don't start where I am now, start where you need to be. So. The first thing you need to do is you need to evaluate your time 
how much time do you actually have to add blogging onto your plate? And when you look at all of the things involved in a blog, how much of that can you handle right now? Because that's going to be different for every single person. And are there weeks where it's like, holy shit, I can't put out a new piece of content? Absolutely. I have even switched one of one week of every month. I'm not sending out new content anymore. Um, and it partly came from people going, you send out so much new stuff. I can't even keep track of it. And so that tells me that it could be the best thing in the world, but if they can't keep track because there's too much new stuff, then it's essentially useless. And also I'm getting busier and busier and something had to give. So it was like, okay, one week a month, there's no new content. So <laughs> it's not always like sunshine and kittens over here. There are times when it's like, holy crap, this is too much right now we need to shuffle things around. We need to change something up. So be honest with yourself. How much time do you actually have to blog? A weekly blog sounds really great. It's a lot of fucking work, people. <laughs> it's a lot of fucking work. Um, if it's just monthly, that's great. Be consistent. I know some people go less frequently than that. Um, I probably, like, I know there are people out there who are doing like a quarterly blog. To me, that feels like not frequent enough. But again, if that's where you need to start and you're going to work towards something a little bit more frequent, that's fine. So figure out what you can handle. That's the first step. That might take you a long time to figure out. The next step is brain dumping. So once you, once you know, okay, I can blog this many times a month and I'm going to do these five things, but there's these other five things that are too much work. I'm not going to do them right now. So you've got that. You've got kind of the, the skeleton of your, of your process in place. The next thing you need to do is you need to start brain dumping ideas because there is nothing worse than going, okay, I need to write something for a post that's coming up in a couple of weeks. And you're sitting there staring at a blank page and you can't think of anything to write. So you need to find a space where you can brain dump. Ideally, that is in your um, task project management tool you have a space in there somewhere for just brain dumping your ideas and then that those turn into your posts um i guess if you if you aren't using any sort of task software you could just have a document that has all your ideas in it anyway keep keep that as a brain dump because when you're when you're brain dumping and you think of one idea and you start, you kind of get on a roll, it makes it easier to come up with ideas as opposed to just sitting down and trying to think of one thing to write. And then you can go back to that all of the time and pull out the ideas that seem most relevant. So brain dump and just brain dump whenever you think of something. You don't necessarily have to schedule a time to brain dump, although you might want to when you're starting out. 
Um, but just make sure it's easily accessible so that whenever you have that little bit of inspiration, you can just open up whatever it is and type your ideas in there. Next, you need to figure out how you're going to batch. What are you going to batch? How often are you going to batch? So like I said, for me, the planning is like batched monthly. That's where I do my, my planning. <laughs> the, the graphics are a weekly batching process. The writing, um, either if I'm not doing one at a time, then I'm batching that monthly. So things like that. What are the things, those five things that you said, okay, this is what I'm gonna do for each blog post. How can you batch those things to just make things more efficient? And then you have to figure out how you like to work. So this is one that I struggled with. <laughs> and the more streamlined and organized I got, the less I struggled with this. So here's my secret. So I have the kind of brain where if you say, okay, every Tuesday at 9 a.m., you work on this specific thing. My brain goes, huh, good one. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but if I sit down and ask my brain, hey, what do you feel like doing today? My brain might go, you know what? I feel like writing. And then that's when I write. Uh, of course, it doesn't, it's not always possible for it to work out exactly that way. But the way that translates into my process is so I don't say, okay, every Tuesday is blog writing day. What I do is I have a week. It's, it's time blocking, but at a really high level, not so strict. So I say, okay, I have this week period. I have to write something for this week. And so every day I'll be like, do I feel like writing today? No. And then the next day, do I feel like writing today? Eh, maybe not so much. And then hopefully before I get to the end of the week, one of those days, my brain goes, yep, let's write. And then I write. So sure, there are times when it's like the end of the week and my brain is just like, it's not happening. But so another little trick, uh, what I've learned is that if I, if I start to get close to the end of the week, say we're on day five and I haven't written anything yet, instead of forcing it, because it will be crap, what I recognize is that, okay, whatever this topic is that I'm writing about, for some reason, it's just not resonating with me anymore. Maybe when I planned it, I thought it was the most amazing thing, but now... I'm just not feeling it. And so at that point, I can look at some of the other ideas I had. And if something speaks to me, I'll write that instead. And I'll just shuffle things around. I'll just switch the due dates on things. Um, and again, it's, it's all part of that because I have the system set up. It's really easy when I need to change things up. It's, I can't even, I can't even fully describe to you how easy it is to pivot when I have this process in place. So there you have it. We talked tech and tools. We talked the processes 
that you might need to put in place for your blog. And we also talked about, okay, what do you need to do to get started? It's kind of like the pre-process <laughs> to help you develop your workflow and your system. So take the pieces that are gonna be most useful for you, discard the rest or put it in the, I'll do that later pile, whatever you wanna do. Um, and I will post links to the resource library, um, to the blogs where I've curated some resources for stock photos for you. I'll put that all in the show notes for your reference. So that wraps up our episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com. That's Brandy with an I, not with a Y. And like I said, you'll also find the show notes and the links there. And while you're looking at the episode or listening to the episode, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. I wish you all the best getting shit done this week.